Sacred City Life podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. Gentlemen, would you introduce yourselves? Kevin Kenora, Biblical Counselor. Sam Schmidt, Pastor at Sacred City Moline. Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. All right. We are continuing our series through Donald Whitney's book, yes, The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. And we have come to the spiritual discipline of fasting. And uh, before we jump into this topic of fasting, I want to re-emphasize that this is not works-based, um, performance-based rules or rhythms that you must do in order for God to love you, in order to quote-unquote be a good Christian, that it is very easy for some people, many people, to misunderstand and misapply the spiritual disciplines, you know, praying, meditating, all these different things. And you, you can, it's easy for us to get into this performance-based mindset that says, if I do this X amount of times a week, X amount of hours a month, then I'm a good child of God and God approves of me. Yeah. And it's, it's really um, important for us to remember the gospel, to remember that grace comes first, God moves towards us first, God enables us to love him, mm -hmm. God loves us, God forgives us, God gives us his spirit, God enables us to follow his law um, by freeing our will to obey him, that we got, we got to remember all of the truths of the gospel, yeah. but, and then we got to, we got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. So he makes us into a children of God, you can do nothing to make yourself a child of God, God does that himself. The Spirit does that himself. Jesus earned that for you. But once we've been made new, well, how now do we live new, right? Once we've been made a child, okay, now how does a child live in God's family? Well, you're going to have, every family is going to have natural rhythms. Well, these are the natural, quote unquote, spiritual rhythms, disciplines of the Christian life. Yeah. All right? And Fasting is actually meant to be a normative practice for the Christian. So, Kevin, what is fasting? Yeah, fasting you can think of as intentionally refraining from something. A lot of times that's food for the purpose of slowing down, for depending on the Lord in a way that, that points to a deeper spiritual reality. And so you want me to get into what that spiritual reality is? Sure. Yeah. So... We know that we are created with rhythms of being hungry and thirsty, right? And that points to we need an outside source of sustenance. And so when we're fasting, we're recognizing, hey, ultimately, Jesus says, I am the bread of life, right? I am the fountain of living waters. And so even more than we need food and drink, we need Christ, right? We need a right relationship with God. And so fasting kind of takes us out of those normal rhythms of eating, drinking, um, some other things we might get into here and reminds us, hey, food is good. It's a great gift of God, but ultimately there's a deeper hunger in play. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. <clears throat> and uh, John 6, Jesus says, do not labor for the food that perishes, mm. but labor for the food that feeds you eternal life. Mm. And of course, that's him. He is the bread of heaven. Um, and he also says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Jesus is the word of God. And so much of human existence is lived in search of bread, right? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, we work 
in order to feed ourselves. Yeah. Right? That's probably, other than water, let's say, that's probably material need number two. Right? We need food. We need to feed ourselves. And so much of our life is spent thinking about food, working to buy food, preparing food, eating food, etc. Yeah. Cleaning up food. Life happens between meals. Life, life happens between meals. And so what can happen is we get so focused on meeting our physical needs mm-hmm. that it's, it's fairly easy to neglect our deeper needs, which are spiritual needs. The need to know God, the need to have eternal life, the, the need to commune with the Father, right? To be aware of our own spiritual condition and the need that we have for further and, and more, more grace, right? Mm-hmm. Grace upon grace. So Jesus institutes this practice. I mean, it's actually technically, it's in the, it's in the Old Testament in some places as well, but he institutes his practice. He says, when you fast, fast like this to his disciples. In other words, yeah, your fasting's a normal practice for the Christian. And in Jesus' day and age, those guys weren't walking around with 30 or 40 extra pounds of uh, fat on their body, right? Those guys were lean and mean. They were using every calorie. They were walking everywhere, you know, hot climate. And so their bodies were were lean. And so missing meals was a bigger deal back then than it is today. Mm. And Jesus says, you know, we're, we're, you know, I went on a long bike ride a couple weeks ago and like the, that night and the next day, I just, I could tell I was in a caloric deficit. Mm. I was just kind of like weak and kind of tired. And, uh, you know, I need carbs, I need carbs, I need food. Mm-hmm. And those guys, if they're missing a meal and they're living their normal life, they're going to be in that kind of state. Mm-hmm. And, but Jesus says, it's more important for you to think about spiritual things, to wean yourself off the need of this physical meal right now than it is to actually get your calories in. Yeah. 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 Right? And so fasting is purposefully withholding your your body or your mind or... You're holding yourself from something in order to focus on deeper spiritual realities. And again, when I say that, I'm not trying to create some kind of Gnostic categories that says the physical is bad and the spiritual is good. Um, that's not what I'm. That's not what we're, we're we're trying to do. We're just saying we need to focus on eternal things rather than physical things mm. for the moment. Yep. Now. We're speaking primarily here about food, but what are, in our day and age, what are some other areas that we could fast from for our spiritual good? Sam? Uh, I, I think one of the common things is, it comes up oftentimes when you're talking about Lent, because that tends to be a season where fasting is done by a lot of people at the church at one time. It's social media or things that you go to for entertainment, the things that that you go to check out for a little bit. It's just those um, those escapes that you have, whether it's mindless entertainment or mindless scrolling or whatever it might be, maybe your favorite YouTube channel or whatever. Those things that you go to that can be good things but also be a distraction that keep you from um, the ultimate thing, keep you from fo- focusing on the things that are above. Um, so a lot of times 
you hear people talking about fasting from certain means of entertainment. That could be an uh, opportunity to shave out. I mean, Siri tells you what your screen time is every, every week and if it goes up or down, which is a bit intimidating. Um, but if you thought about fasting for a week from social media just so you could spend you know, that time in your Bible, that time in prayer, that time praying for people in your mission community, um, that would be a really profitable way or thing to fast from that creates space in your calendar. Um, but also reorient you in front of the Lord in a more substantial way. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I know um, I've heard people fasting from online shopping. Mm -hmm. That's one with uh, if you've got some money and uh, you've got an Amazon app, it is so easy to just whatever you feel like you want in the moment to get on and immediately get it and to gratify your desires immediately instead of delaying that kind of gratification. And so I know my wife has, shot, has, has fasted from online shopping for times. Uh, obviously, we're, we're talking about social media. You know, you could do, you know, YouTube, TV, movies. Uh, like fiction alcohol, books. coffee. If you're a reader, like a, a fiction book is a way, it's like, a, you know, more of a medieval way to escape, but it is still a way to, to distract your mind. It's a better way than social media. But another opportunity, again, to fast from that and, set your mind on, on scripture. Yeah. So just because you're fasting from something doesn't mean it's bad, right? But the nature of life is that good things want to devolve into bad things. And that happens when they just take too much of our focus. They take yeah. too much of our time, mm -hmm. right? You could have, it might be an athlete. It might be golf. It might be bowling. It might be pool. It might be whatever, you know, like you might have a hobby that you just get so into that you need to unplug and disconnect from in order to meet with the Lord yeah. and to meet some spiritual needs that you've got. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so how long should a person fast? That's deep. Till it hurts. Oof. Mm. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, um, I think I think most people could probably fast for a meal, you know, like maybe do like a, do a six-hour fast or, you know, you eat breakfast, but then you skip lunch and you don't eat till dinner, which for most, you know, if you're used to eating three meals a day, it's still a sacrifice. But, but do it to the point where, you feel the pinch of it, like where, where that reflex comes in, where you start to say, oh, I need this. Like my body's telling me or, or my psyche is telling me I need to go to this thing. It's, it's then where the opportunity, instead of going to that thing, is you, you go to the Lord, um, where the fast becomes, uh, you know, more beneficial or, or that the actual, what, what it's trying to achieve starts to take place. Mm. So I'd say push yourself a little bit, whether it's eating or if you, you think, okay, I could probably go a day without social media. Well, what about a week or what about a month? Um, I could probably, and I, I, my experience of this is, uh, I feel it the most first with caffeine. If I'm fasting, then my body, uh, must have a mild addiction to caffeine. And when I don't have that, my head starts hurting and I start feeling that. Well, it's, it's a reminder that, Hey, my, my body has become dependent upon this thing. And what I want to instead do is point myself towards learning a deeper dependence upon Christ. Yeah. And so that, that physical pain, and I'm not trying to be a masochist or anything like that, but that physical pain is, is, a, is a physical prompt to make me go to the Lord mm. and ask for him, one, to relieve the headache so I can think clearly, 
but also ultimately draw me closer to him. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm reminded that Jesus, you know, before he's being tempted by the devil, he, he fasted for 40 days. So he felt the pain. 40-day fast, that is an intense and serious fast. <clears throat> and he, Jesus did that before choosing the disciples, so it was almost like he had a big decision to make, and he wanted to make sure that he was perfectly in line with the Father's will and doing the right thing. And, and so he, <clears throat> he fasted. We're told when the disciples try to cast out demons, and <clears throat> some demons don't, don't listen to him, do you remember what Jesus said? This one only comes out by prayer and fasting. That's it. So this demon will only come out by prayer and fasting. So there was a spiritual reality that could only take place. It's like fasting is meant to put your prayer life on steroids. Yeah. It's meant to take it to the ne next level. And there are some things in your life that can o only be overcome through prayer and fasting. So if you are, you know, <clears throat> if you, if you have an addiction to food, mm -hmm. then that's probably one where you're, you, it would be good for you to probably have a, some kind of weekly fast or some kind of, you know, special fast. If you have an addiction to spending, you probably need a fast, right? It's more than just prayer. It's more than just accountability that fasting is kind of pouring gasoline on that that fire. Mm -hmm. for That's you. good because there's so many people when you when you truly look at it, maybe maybe they are doing a lot of those things and they're they're very disciplined when it comes to all the the regular rhythms of life. Um, but when it comes to looking at the scripture and to be able to actually see the scripture, when you come to Matthew 13, talking about seeing, talking about understanding and talking about hearing God's voice, there's a lot of people that aren't able to do those things. So like when you're fasting, like asking God for that wisdom to be able to see, to be able to hear and understand what his scripture is actually saying. So that's a good point. One of the reasons that we can't, that the sheep maybe can't hear the shepherd's voice is because everybody else's voice is so loud in their yeah. head. So you might want to fast music. You mm -hmm. might want to fast secular music. You want, might want to fast podcast. You might want to fast audiobooks. You might, whatever news, cable mm -hmm. news, you know, like Facebook, all these different things. All of that, all of that stuff is information and it's voice. It's voices, right, yeah, in your head. Sure. And so it would be, a, you know, if, if that's you and you're getting too much of that information, too much of other people's opinion, it would be really good for you to fast all of those things yeah. and maybe you go for a week just reading the Bible, just yeah. listening to the Bible, just, you know, mm -hmm. intake, 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 mm -hmm. all Bible. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Right? And that's going to make you more attuned to the father, Father's voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It's one of the things that um, the more you sit in and soak and read and study and understand the scriptures, the more you see the scriptures everywhere, yeah. you know, and you can, you can make connections between different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that's a fasting can be a very important tool to help you get the scriptures yeah. into your mind yeah. 
because so many people only rely on the, the Sunday. They, they only rely on the Wednesday or the Tuesday, whatever you have for MC or youth group, whatever it is. But that's never enough. Mm. So it's like you need to know the scriptures for yourself so that you, and when you get in tempted situation, you're able to gospel yourself because you have eyes that can see from Matthew 13. You have the ears that can hear God's word. And you also have the understanding of the wisdom that God is giving you mm-hmm. to be able to resist and flee and run away from sin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And fasting can reveal patterns of sin that you don't necessarily know that you have, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Think like food. Everybody says, oh, well, I'm just hangry. Well, loss of self-control in any circumstance is sin, right? So if you fast and you find, oh, hey, I'm irritable, then that should be driving you deeper into prayer, right? Mm -hmm. That's, That's a different kind of hunger, like that that physical hunger points to a spiritual hunger. Hey, this is something that needs to grow. I remember a professor in seminary shared with me that um, it was like an addictions class, right? And so he used to have an assignment where he'd say, all right, you know, pick something to to fast from for a month. And 90% of the seminarians would choose caffeine, like you said. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's just cutting out coffee. But you don't think about exactly like you said. Oh, there's there becomes an addictive quality here depending on how much you've had. And so that can show, hey, I'm depending on caffeine in a way that is sinful, right? Yeah. It sounds like one of the things you guys are saying here, like what, what, does, what does fasting produce? Um, clarity seems to be one of the things. So muting the voices or muting what's going on or those distractions to be able to, to open your ears to the Lord, position yourself to hear the Lord in a better, in a better way. Um, and I, I've been seeing these things on my social media that are like called darkness retreats where they wear like these masks. Have you guys seen these, these at all? They wear these masks for like days at a time. So they're in complete darkness. And they always do these unveilings where they open their eyes for the first time. And then the instant response that they have is just like, whoa. Like the light is so bright, one. But then just uh, the ability to take in things better just from going from darkness into the present moment. And fasting has a way of like resetting your system um, from all the things that you're used to, to being able to appreciate what's what's really there and giving, bringing to a place of clarity, whether it be a clarity of, of awareness of sin or God's word in a deeper extent. Um, and so there's some of that. Like you, you see the product of fasting is to bring clarity. Jesus with the disciples, clarity on God's will. What is the next step for me? Um, and I'm thinking like, what, what are maybe some of the other products of fasting? What other things could fasting produce um, in somebody's life if they give themselves to a discipline over time. Yeah. I would say deeper levels of repentance and grief over their own sin. So as you fast, you can become more aware of how you've taken a good thing and turned it into a God thing, into an idol mm. in your life. <clears throat> it could be caffeine. It could be sports. It could be working out. It could be sex. It could be whatever. You know, I'm reminded that, you know, it's 1 Corinthians 7 where the Apostle Paul says that husband and wife should not deprive each other sexually except for the purpose of mm-hmm. basically prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They want to devote themselves to prayer. <clears throat> and so same thing. It's like this is giving up a good thing for a very short period of time in order to devote ourselves to, to prayer, to not be distracted by anything else and to give all of my desires to God. So when it when Jesus says I'm the bread of life, then I'm living water. He's using a metaphor, two metaphors there, 
for the two things that we need more than anything else, right? We need food for our body mm. and we need drink, mm -hmm. like, or we die. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Jesus is saying, basically, all of your desires are met in me. Mm -hmm. I am the, 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 the expected end, the telos for all of your desires. You, what you're really craving is me, mm -hmm. right? It's that old St. Augustine quote, your heart is restless until it rests in God, yeah. right? And so Jesus, when we fast, we just become more aware of that. And I think we become more attuned at, man, Jesus really is what I need. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times, like we make our kids go on mandatory phone fast, mm -hmm. mandatory movie fast, oh, yeah. you know, screen fast, where they come back and literally thank us an hour or two later, two hours yeah. later. Like, I just like, they just like themselves better when they're not in their phones, except the screens are just so addictive to their brains. Yeah. They're so easy just to sit there and watch a show nonstop or watch or scroll through YouTube. It takes more effort to get out and play in the treehouse and play volleyball and come up with neighborhood games with the neighborhood kids. And, but they're way more fulfilled mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. when they do those real things. That's yep. good. That's good. So what do you say about uh, this fasting heal people? Well, of course, fasting itself doesn't heal people. Mm -hmm. But fasting can be a means by which God brings deliverance and healing mm -hmm. and sanctification and growth. Okay. Yeah. 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 Another thing that I think about, like what, what fasting does for in the life of a Christian is gets you used to doing hard things. Yeah. Um, over and over again, we're told to persevere. We're told that trials are going to come our way. We're told that we're going to be hated and reviled on account of Christ. And, and whether it be um, emotional, relational, physical challenges and difficulty, fasting is almost like a gymnasium. I mean, that's kind of like one of the, the themes of this is the, the gymnasium of the soul where fasting prepares you to do hard things that you don't think, oh, it may not be worthwhile. Or, you know, it's like you go to the gym, these burpees are never going to pay off. Well, when you're 80 years old and you fall and you need to get up, then it's, you know, that exercise was enabled you to do this thing in the moment. And so the same thing, fasting lets you do, helps you do hard things as they come up and persevere through those. Yep. Yeah. And so many of the good things in life, we've kind of already touched on this, but we use them to self-medicate, yeah. to hide our fear, to cover over our doubt, to get rid of this sense of shame that we feel for our sin or our failures or our mistakes, <clears throat> the stress that we feel on a daily basis at work, uh, the frustration we have in our marriages, the, the disappointments we have with our children, and what do we do? Well, most of us don't naturally go to our knees in prayer. Mm. We go to food. Mm -hmm. We go to sugar. Mm -hmm. We go to tobacco. We go to alcohol. We go to exercise. And listen, I believe God gave us all of those things for good reasons. Like right. alcohol, Psalm says, right? It gladdens the heart of man. So we... Alcohol is meant to do, God made it do what it does to yeah. us. And it's meant to be a good thing, but any good thing can become a bad thing yep. when it's out of moderation, mm -hmm. right? When it, when it becomes, 
well, what does it mean, even mean to be addicted to something? You know, that, that's a big term. I know, especially in, in counseling, it's a big term. Um, you know, modern psychotherapy thinks that you can be, um, you know, once an addict, always an addict, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I've right. seen God change too many people to, to believe that. But um, an addiction is when my dependence upon another substance becomes necessary basically for me to function and basically what happens is the intended use of the substance it it, it no longer no longer functions Mm -hmm. and i actually need the substance to cope with the side effects of the substance Mm -hmm. okay so nicotine basically is like a cup of coffee in one sense. Without, if it doesn't have a bunch of chem, I'm not talking about cigarettes and stuff. With, I mean, obviously a bunch of chem- chemicals are terrible for you. But like just the, you know, the tobacco plant. It, our bodies, you chew it, you smoke it, you, you know, dip it in your lip. You know, people realize when you do that, it actually suppresses hunger, and it allows you to work a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the benefits of it. It was like wow. I have mental clarity when I do this. I get a little bit of bump of energy and I'm not as hungry. So in the middle of the day, I don't need to go get lunch. I can actually just work through and, and do this. And that's a, I would say it's a God ordained benefit of tobacco. But once you start using that, let's just say a couple, you know, every day, well, the effect begins to dissipate. So now what do we do? Now we do it twice, right? Now we do it three times. Now we do it four. Before long, you're doing it all day long. Yeah. And now the benefits or, or the consequences outweigh the benefits, right? Because you're overusing it and now you've got risk of cancer. You've got di- different things. And so what's a, what's, what should you do? You should fast. Mm. And what does your body do when you fast? It recalibrates, mm-hmm. right? It recalibrates. So yeah. now... So it's like that coffee, you know, you, you, t- you stay off coffee for a couple of weeks. I don't know how long it takes. I'm just guessing here. But then you come back to that coffee and that first cup of coffee is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It, your body has reset. So now you can actually enjoy the gift in a way that it was intended to be enjoyed. Yeah. It's like coming off a diet and then you actually taste a grape for the first time. You're like, oh man, this is, this is so good because you haven't had sugar, you haven't had any of those things for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so yeah. good. Yeah. So, if you were to survey your life right now, what has swelled beyond its appropriate boundaries? Okay. What are you overusing? How are you medicating? How are you trying to cope with the difficulties of life, the stressors of life, your anxiety, your fear? What are you using to cope mm-hmm. right now? Is it drugs? Is it alcohol? Is it social media? What is it? And what would be an appropriate fast mm-hmm. for you in that area? Yeah, that's good. Could be days, could be weeks, could be months. That's what. That's another thing that you'll f- figure out. Sometimes you'll fast, and then I've had many people fast, and they realize this thing's actually not just not good for me. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just done with this. Mm-hmm. Right. 
right? I'm just think I'm just done with social media. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try anymore. You know, like whatever that whatever it is. So, this podcast isn't meant just to educate you. Mm-hmm. It's meant for you to actually search your soul, meet with God, and then find out, like make a change, mm-hmm. make a move, right? I think even to add on to that is like, what type of box do you have yourself in? So many people put themselves in a box from an Enneagram. They put themselves in a Myers-Briggs box. And it's like, oh, I'm not joyful. I'm a eight. I'm a this. I'm a that. But it's like, if you believe that God is so good, gracious, glorious, and continues to move in everyone else's life, he can move in your life too. So if you don't think you are can do whatever it is, X, Y, Z, if you're not a joyful person, if you're not a, a social person, if you are not a missional person, like, fast and ask God to change that in your heart and so that you can go and do those things. Yeah, one of the things I recommend to a lot of people is fasting sleep. Mm. And I don't mean just stop sleeping, obviously. <laughs> That'd be great for two days. Mm. Um, it's fast, whatever it is, how, how, how often do you sleep? Yeah. You know, Maybe it's going to bed earlier and getting up earlier, or maybe it's just getting up earlier. You know, you're, you're used to eight to 10 hours of sleep. You, you start sleeping seven or six, you know, something like that. Yeah. And just get up earlier to read, to meet with the Lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you've got any questions about fasting, why don't you email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. I would love to help you. I'd love to answer the question on the podcast if we can. So hopefully this has been a blessing to you. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless.